It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going Tuesday on B&E. It'll be a busy one, lot to do. Longhorn Baseball with a nice win last night. Raucous crowd, huge crowd down in San Marcos. Record crowd, as a matter of fact. Longhorns uh, get a nice win on a Monday night. We'll certainly recap it. Also look forward to tonight's second game with the Bobcats, this time here in the uh, capital city. We'll dive into plenty of baseball, big stuff in Major League Baseball last night. Rangers and Astros open up series with wins. Tampa Rays are the hottest team to start the season, without a doubt. Record setting for the Tampa Rays. We've got the NBA play-in tournament beginning tonight. Big news from football, college, and pro as we count it down 16 days now to the NFL draft and only four days to the Longhorn Orange-White scrimmage. The spring game is upon us as the Longhorns will wrap up their spring workouts this week and uh, wrap it up with a big uh, ball game coming up on Saturday, which we're excited, excited about. We'll, of course, bring it to you right here on the Horn, uh, live with Craig and the crew on the call. We'll have pregame and uh, conversation throughout the game as the Longhorns wrap up their spring uh, this coming Saturday. Should be fun. They're really setting up the uh, the entire Bevo Boulevard. Going to make it uh, Michael, much like a, a game day in the fall uh, coming up here in mid-April. That'll be coming up Saturday, so a lot to do. And uh, Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns will actually practice today. Uh, Sark will be available for uh, media conversation afterwards, so we'll certainly have that as part of our show tomorrow. Uh, but it should be a fun uh, conversation today, talking Texas football. Transfer portal, the reshaping of the Longhorn basketball backcourt continues for Rodney Terry as he's adding to his coaching staff. He's also on the hunt for transfer portal players of his own, but he's losing guys right now. We'll dive into that uh, developing situation as well as we start the 11th of April. Appreciate you being there wherever you find us, uh, early and often, and hopefully you can ride all day long wherever you're finding us on 104.9 on the F. FM dial could be 1019 FM AM 1260 always available for you and we're always streaming making it easy take us wherever you go download that horn app to your smartphone uh, you can take us and listen to a couple touches of a button on your smartphone wherever you are wherever you can get the internet connection also we are always uh, streaming for you on your smart speaker just tell the speaker hey whether you're at your desk or at your office at home, uh, hey, turn on 104.9 The Horn, and we'll be live and local right there as well. And always at hornfm.com. Heck, you can even watch us on your Twitch channel. We've got the cameras set up and ready to go. If you go to hornfm.com, up in the top right corner, have the cameras and the little box screen there, you can watch the show and all the shows here on The Horn at hornfm.com. 
Bucky.com. Bucky Godbolt again out this morning. Our good friend Ty Harrington is going to join us. He was on the call of the game last night for Texas State side of the ball game last night at San Marcos. He's making his way up the uh, elevator right now. Uh, he will join us. Ty Henderson is here, so don't get confused this morning. We're going to have dueling ties. Ty Henderson and Ty Harrington uh, joining us to get you through your Tuesday uh, here on B&E. And yeah, Bucky, have not heard from him. I know he had his, his, uh, opera, his uh, procedure yesterday, colonox- uh, colonoscopy. So we'll try to check in with him this morning, see how he's doing. He'll be back with us tomorrow morning as we get this thing uh, cranking up. I did make it down to the ball game last night. We'll get you the, the details. Longhorns did win the game 5-2. to two. Uh, But man, what an environment, what a crowd, what a scene. Uh, it's always fun to get down there. And they were uh, you know, overflow crowd, to say the least. They announced nearly 3,500 fans in San Marcos last night for the Longhorns and the Bobcats. But, man, it was uh, it was quite a cool scene. If you've never been down to San Marcos, they've got the baseball field right next to the softball complex uh, where the Texas State softball team plays. And the crowd was so large, they had uh, overflow crowd into the softball field up on the stands, and they had put the game up on the giant screen, the, the Diamond Vision screen there in the softball complex. So more uh, Bobcat and Longhorn fans could watch, and certainly the students could watch the ball game last night. It was a beautiful night. It was a cool scene, and uh, uh, the Longhorns got the victory. Uh, let's start it up with the headlines. Trending topics to uh, kick off your Tuesday morning, get you caught up on the news of the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, Longhorn Baseball, 19th ranked Horns, rode some clutch hitting and excellent pitching to a 5-2 win over Texas State last night in front of that raucous record crowd in San Marcos. Second baseman Jack O'Dowd lined a two-out, two-run single as part of the three-run third for Texas. Then in the eighth inning, freshman Jalen Flores ripped a two-out double that scored a couple more. Right-hander Colby Minchie made his first career start, earned the win with three solid frames. Heston Toll, Chris Stewart, and Zane Morehouse all pitched in relief for a happy head coach David Pierce, who says there could be some lineup changes to Tonight, uh, with uh, five straight games in five days. We were out EK today, so that kind of gave him a breather, honestly. Uh, may, may rest a couple of guys tomorrow, or at least come off the bench again and utilize some guys. But um, we want to try to win the game, but also we got to preserve some people as well. Yeah, 6.30 tonight at UFCU Dishball Field. Bobcats and Horns one more time. That quick two-game series. Texas basketball, the complete reshaping of the Longhorn backcourt continued yesterday with late word that, or word late yesterday that freshman Arterio Morris is planning to enter the transfer portal. Former five-star recruit, McDonald's All-American from Dallas Kimball, averaged nearly five points per game last season in 12 minutes as a freshman. Fellow freshman Rowan Brumbaugh, meanwhile, entered his name into the portal over the Easter weekend, announced his intention yesterday. He's transferring to Georgetown. He's a 6'4 freshman originally from Northfield, Massachusetts. Redshirted this season for the Horns. Big news from college football coming from the West Coast. A report from the NFL Network that Lincoln Riley is hiring former Texas Tech and Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury to be a senior offensive analyst at USC. According to the report, Kingsbury will work specifically with the Trojans quarterbacks, including Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Also be involved in game planning and film study. Major League Baseball last night, successful one for the Texas teams. Houston opened up the three-game series in Pittsburgh with an 8-2 win. Jordan Alvarez continues to rip the baseball. He had three hits, boosted his um, his RBI total to a Major League leading 16 already. Kyle Tucker added two hits, drove in three. And Arlington, meanwhile, Rangers routed Kansas City 11-2. How about left-hander Andrew Heaney tied an AL record? Struck out nine consecutive Royals at one point. Adolis Garcia blasted a grand slam, one of three Ranger round trippers. Round Rock took the night off. They opened a six-game homestand tonight at Dell Diamond. Also from Major League Baseball, break up the Tampa Rays. They improved to 10-0 on the young season. Ten straight wins to start it. They had a 1-0 win over Boston. They're the first MLB team to start the season 10-0 since the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers. And in the NBA, the play-in tournament for the league starts tonight with a pair of ball games uh, in the, the association. Of course, you'll have the uh, 
sure I get my schedule correct. Uh, you got the Atlanta Hawks and Miami Heat at 6.30 tonight, then Minnesota and the Lakers on the West Coast uh, over in the Western Conference. That's about a 9 o'clock tip. Both games are on TNT. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right. Thank you, Ty. Ty Harrington has uh, joined us here in the building, the uh, 20 years the manager at Texas State. Of course, lifetime Longhorn and uh, part of the broadcast last night. That was fun. I know it was a Longhorn win, but uh, which uh, you're kind of conflicted on that there, Coach, but uh, that was quite the scene. Uh, it was a beautiful night. I mean, as you, I heard when I walked in, I was – I mean, I obviously haven't been there for so long, for 20 years. You've seen that whole stadium, that atmosphere, and everything change. And well, last night, it was the crowd was unbelievable. There were people, places I didn't know existed <laughs> in the ballpark last night. And uh, just a, a, an excited crowd, a fun crowd, a great baseball game, a clean play. No errors. It's a you know clean played, and saw a lot of great pitching from on a Monday. You know, now for both teams, our Texas probably pressed a little bit more on their staff than Texas was. I mean, uh, in Texas State was, and so, but uh, you know, well played game and a fun, you know, and not. I got to be honest with you, I, I've heard it loud in there, but I don't know that I've seen that many people hanging out in so many different places. And uh, it was a great college baseball night. Yeah, they jammed them in. They announced uh, nearly thirty five hundred, which of course you you helped uh, build that stadium and. Uh, Create that atmosphere when Steve Trout has picked it up and run with it without a doubt and getting Texas in the building. And uh, I was there down the right field line. You know, you were nice enough to get me out there onto the caboose. Went down with my friend Travis Tyndall from Hayes City Store. And uh, my son was there and his group of his guys. Uh, it's just a good atmosphere. And behind the, if you're down the right field line, there's the caboose, right? Uh, and then there's a, and a kind of an open area near the Texas bullpen. That was jam-packed with students yeah. and fans. And as I mentioned, up on the... You know, over the left field wall, right behind the left field foul pole, there's the softball complex, and you know students were jammed up in there watching it and hanging over the rafters of the softball field watching the game. And you know the the, the difference in the game were a couple of two out hits. You know, Jack O'Dowd gets a two out single in the in the third, and then uh, Jalen Flores rips a two out double in the eighth. But other than that, it was as you said, a very clean game. Um, you know, five two Longhorns, and the difference were those two two out knocks. Well, Texas has done a good job over the last two games with their two-out hitting. Yep. I, I remember talking to Brant before the game, and in games like this, not just that specifically those games, but the, the two-out hitting becomes such a huge part of baseball because, one, you're, if you're on the defensive side of it, you feel like I'm one pitch away from getting out of whatever this may be. And then if you're the offense, you feel like, well, you know, a, a base hit, a single here, whatever it might be, you know, may change the outcome and, and the buildup to the outcome of the game. And it certainly did last night. And for Texas, they did the same thing on Sunday uh, at K-State as well. And so and, and what two-out hitting, everybody always says, well, how do you work on that? We don't work on it except for you work with your hitters every day about when you get in RBI situations, not getting yourself out going up there and trying to find pitches you can handle. But what two-out hitting also shows is the balance of your lineup. If the balance of your lineup, one through nine, is good, then you obviously are going to have a better chance of your two-out hitting because it's going to fall. Those two-out hits are going to fall them to the you know lower third of your order often enough because, what, your on-base guys are on that top half of it. And so to have that kind of balance, and, and uh, I think for Texas and, and their lineup moving forward and what they've started doing over the last month, uh, has been impressive, and they were able to capitalize on it the last two games. Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, those, again, you know, football, you'd be like a fourth down conversion, right? You're about to get off the field. You're about to get a stop and uh, get the ball back. And instead, they convert a big fourth down or make a play. And that's a, a big two out hit because you're right. I mean, on a couple of occasions in, in, you know, 
clutch situations. The crowd was into it, and uh, the the Texas State pitcher or hurler would have be one strike away from getting out of it and turning it back around. And it really was the difference in the ball game. And you're right, the Longhorns I think on Sunday on Easter Sunday scored seven of their eight runs with two outs yeah. in the inning. So. Uh, that's a clutch gene that they have because you know it's it's such a big big hit for the offense, but it's also a gut punch to the defense. I mean, to the to the opposing team because again, you're about to get out of it and get yourself back into the blocks and and, and get the offense back on the field. Uh, so big big game last night. It was a lot of fun and it was a great environment to be a part of. Um, good stuff right there. I appreciate you driving up by the way because you had a late Damn. night and then. You know, you live in New Braunfels, and then yep. the, the trip up 35, how was that this morning? Any it wasn't issues? terrible. Now, i got to tell you, there's a 15-minute window in there that if, if if I leave the house, let's just say at 445, 450, yeah. hardly any traffic go at your exit. It starts, it, you know, hardly, wasn't much traffic. I'm on Creek Parkway. I know, not as much. And then moving a little bit further north wasn't as much. Now, if I, cause I left the house at 505 this morning, and all of a sudden that traffic, just past your exit started to build up a little bit so there's that 15 minute gap that if you make it, it you know it's a lot easier it still wasn't terrible by by any standards coming in you know from south moving up north to, to austin but uh easy enough i was i'm always a man i think i've told you before i'm always amazed by the number of cars that are on the on the road that at early. 445 5 30 <laughs> in the morning it is it is and they're also doing some pretty Major construction on 35, breaking news uh, between uh, <laughs> uh, that Onion Creek Parkway and William Cannon. They're going to be you know, tearing some bridges down and all kinds of stuff here spring into the summer. That's going to be fun as we get this thing going. Ty Harrington is here. Ty Henderson is through the glass as well. And uh, we'll have some fun this morning as we get this thing cranking up Longhorns and Bobcats. Uh, we'll get into the Texas basketball team. As uh, we know, Rodney Terry, this transfer portal is something, man. You've got uh, a lot of movement. I know you coached a long time in college baseball has always been a little more transitive than football or basketball, right? Am I right about that? When you're, you could move a little easier in baseball than you could, and now it's every sport has the ability to, to just bounce when you need to bounce or want to bounce. And it feels like the Longhorns had some kids who went home for Easter, started talking to their parents, and all of a sudden, you know, they're into the portal. I mean, Arterio Morris comes back from the Easter break, and all of a sudden he's uh, jumping into the portal. That's a big one for the Longhorns. He was a kid uh, who I think had a – had a big could have been a big uh, you know feature of the Longhorn you know starting five next year in the backcourt five star kid out of, out of Kimball High School up in Dallas uh, McDonald's All American and you know played 12 minutes a game last year and that's that's pretty impressive when you're playing behind the likes of Marcus Carr and Jabari Rice and um, all the veteran players that the Longhorns are losing Arturo Morris is going to try himself somewhere else and I guess there's a couple of thoughts that he could return he's just put his name into the portal to see what's out there but typically when they jump into the portal coach they're going to be They've made their mind up. Yeah, typically is the right word for it. I mean, I, and you know, I, they always have the right. I guess, and that's something that the coach that he's going to discuss with the coach's family and everybody all together and the whole staff. I'm sure they're going to sit down and discuss. All right, if you decide this, what does that mean for us? I mean, where, do we sit and wait, or do we go ahead and you know press forward with the scholarship part of it and go replace? And so I'm sure they've had those internal discussions about really what his intentions are and, and what his thoughts are. And I don't know the young man well enough to know and know the situation you know well enough to know for sure what was said in those reasonings or all the above. But it is college athletics now, and you know the young people they have the idea that. If they feel like they fit in somewhere better, you know, socially or team-wise or whatever that may look like. But to go back to your original statement on the transient part of baseball, when I first got into Division One baseball, you know, as a head coach in 2000, you had the one-time transfer rule. But you had to get a release 
from the university that you were at. The athletic director and the coach had to sign it. And at that point, they could they could put they could even put stipulations on there that you could transfer, but you could only go to outside the Big Twelve, outside the Sun Belt, you know, whatever it may be. And um, and so, but you had to go through a few more hoops than just saying I'm entering the transfer portal. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a wild scene. I mean, we know when when Chris Beard was hired at Texas, they only had two guys on the roster, right? And they really built the first roster at Texas through the transfer portal. Marcus Carr, you know, Timmy Allen, big parts of that with Rodney Terry helping recruit those guys. And now here you are coming off a trip to the Elite Eight for the Texas basketball program. Rodney Terry is installed as a full time head coach. He's adding you know coaches like Frank Hafe to you know, to bring back to the staff. He's also out recruiting. And, uh, but you also have to keep an eye on your own roster because uh, here's what you know. When we talk about the complete rebuild of your backcourt, uh, you know, Marcus Carr and, and Jabari Rice are out of, out of eligibility. They're gone. Timmy Allen is moving on. He was, he's a forward, but he played a lot as a kind of a guard in a lot of roles in that offense. And uh, Tyrese Hunter, who was a part of that three-guard rotation, he's entered his name into the NBA draft. Now, he very well may come back. He's told Rodney Terry that if the, the draft – if he's not you know, going to get picked in the first two rounds, that he, he's going to come back and play for Texas. So there's an opportunity there uh, to have your starting point guard back. But there's also a chance he could go. He's going to go through the draft process and see what uh, what comes back from them. We have not heard from Dylan Mitchell. He's not part of that backcourt, but he's another guy that could test the NBA waters. So it's just the, the fluid nature of your roster. Uh, I guess you just always have to be recruiting. You always have to be hunting because you lose – I heard uh, Rod Baber say yesterday when I was driving down there to San Marcos, the uh, the transfer portal giveth, and the transfer portal portal take taketh away. Yeah, no, I mean, what side of the transfer portal are you on? Yeah. Is what is going to determine the type of roster you're going to have? Are you going to be on the positive side of it? Meaning, are you going to have the, a, a great season, which Texas did, obviously, and you know, be able to retain and and have that type of internal, you know teamwork and and everybody's got to find their place now some guys some people regardless of how good or you know maybe how average they could have been or whatever they they just maybe don't fit the puzzle whatever reason it may be and but trying to stay on the right side of the portal is huge in college athletics right now making sure the people you've got like what you're doing and, and what y'all are doing as a team and as an organization and everything that goes with it and then winning well enough that if somebody's leaving somewhere else that you can plug them in Surprised by Arterio Morris, I'll be honest. I thought he was uh, – you know, the fact that he was playing behind those three guards and you understand that the minutes are, are going to be limited. And, you know, Arterio is a really, really talented player. I mean, he comes in – I always thought that he could be – and I think he will be wherever he goes. If he does transfer out, uh, he can be an elite defensive player. I mean, he's just so long and so athletic and so explosive, and he's a willing defender. He really likes to get up in guys and, and play that, that tough brand of defense. He's still got to he's got to learn the, the college level, but uh, as his body develops, you know that can be a really explosive player. And I was surprised to see that because I thought the, the 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 tunnel would open, you know, the opportunity to really get extended minutes. And really, if Tyrese Hunter does return, that's your starting backcourt right there with Morris and Hunter, uh, with probably some additions. And now he's out gone. Now we didn't get to see Rowan Brumbaugh play. He redshirted this year. He's a six four guard out of out of Massachusetts. Uh, he's going back to the East Coast and going to play at Georgetown for their new head coach, Ed Cooley. Uh, he's already made that decision. So, obviously, it'll be a completely new-looking roster. Waiting on Dylan DeSue's decision. Uh, Dylan Mitchell uh, has a decision to make at this point. Uh, you just don't know what that roster is going to look like, and here we are approaching mid-April. It's uh, just the way of college basketball right now. Heck, we've already seen you know, the University of Houston was into that uh, Sweet 16 as well with Kelvin Sampson. They've added a couple. They've lost a couple of guys through the portal already from that team. 
They've also added L.J. Cryer from Baylor. He's going to go to Houston now. They brought in a kid from uh, from from Temple <laughs> onto their roster. I mean, it's just it's crazy. And I, I always sit here and think, aren't they going to school? Like, how did this transfer right in the middle of April? Is this like I mean, because I don't know. I know I don't I don't have travel plans for these guys. Are they are they going to finish the semester and then go to Georgetown? I'm, I'm assuming that's the case, yeah. but it feels like. Are we are we still playing school, Ty? What's going on over here? Yeah, no, they they have to be, uh, they have they to be eligible. eligible. They have to be eligible to transfer, and so in order to, to you know pursue a one time transfer, you have to be out you know academically eligible when you leave, and uh, in order to be immediately eligible. So yeah, they'll finish out their semesters. I always so the, the timing it, of that is odd. I guess yeah, you got to take is. your spot while it's there. Yeah, but if and you're it, well, it, if you're Arturia Morris and you have to finish the semester anyhow, just. I, but I get it. They come back from Easter, probably had some conversations with their family and friends, and this is the, the decision that they feel like is best for them. And uh, let's let's be honest, they they committed to come play for Chris Beard, and Chris Beard's not here. If that changes their opinion, you know that's that's their that's their right to make that call. It is, but I I just think it's the the movement of college athletics now. I mean, and and I think there's even you know times where people just want to see what else is out there or force a you know somebody's hand into something. But it's very similar. To what the, the college baseball, when you would assign fifteen guys in a class, and there was four of them that you were wait, by July one, you were still waiting. That's right. The to MLB find draft, out, right? Yeah, if, if, with the major league draft, if you were going to get them or not, and then some would go all the way up until walking them to class because they were until they walked in their first classroom, you weren't for sure if you were going to get them or not. And so it's very similar. And so it, you you try to have as much of a backup plan as you can. Uh, personnel-wise, and if this happens, what do we do? And I'm sure Coach Terry, those guys have have, got, have thought this thing through. And and obviously now with you know with movement with Morris, they they're going to have. I'm, I would almost guarantee you they've got a backup plan to you know how they're going to be able to replace him and and what that looks like for them. Yeah, that's a great point with the with the college baseball side of things. Waiting on you know players are they going to go pro and play minor league baseball? Or are they going to enroll and play college baseball? Uh, very similar what they're dealing with in college basketball right now, and I guess football. Uh, just bigger rosters, obviously, right? You only have you only have twelve or thirteen guys on a basketball roster. You lose a couple of key ones. That's uh, that's pretty massive. Uh, so we'll certainly talk plenty of basketball and get the latest on that front. Also, the uh, the potential hiring of Frank Haith for the Longhorns. And we told you yesterday, Rodney Terry was out on the West Coast over the Easter weekend visiting with uh, the five star freshman recruit AJ Johnson, who could be part of that backcourt or will be part of that backcourt this year. He's out of Los Angeles, California. They were also visiting with a, a, a USC to be transferred. Speaking of USC, how about Lincoln Riley adding Cliff Kingsbury to the coaching staff um, to, to work with quarterbacks? That's a pretty good get. I guess Cliff wants to stay on the West Coast and maybe, you know, kind of take it easy a little bit. Just get back to some coaching, individual coaching, working with uh, the, the best quarterback in college football and working with that USC offense out in Los Angeles. Well, obviously, you know, Cliff's a tremendous offensive-minded person. And probably at this point, after being a head coach for a while, would like to just go back as you just mentioned. I just want to go coach for that. Let me let me have a position. Let me have an idea. Let me you know have something I can. I'm really good at and and mindset wise and and move forward with it. And obviously, it's a huge get for for USC and and Lincoln Riley because you got one of the you know better, if not one of the you know top five offensive minds now helping you behind the scenes or really on the scene on a daily basis make that program better and develop people. But then also, from a recruiting standpoint, if you feel like, oh. if I'm going out recruiting and I've got Cliff Kingsbury my, you know, sitting right here as an analyst for me and, and doing a lot of different things creatively and development-wise, I mean, I'd be huge for a young quarterback 
you know, coming out or not. And, and, and for that matter, a receiver knowing that he's going to be, yeah. you know, have a guy out there with that kind of creativeness to him. Well, I mean, I think Lincoln Riley, well-known as, you know, the best offensive mind in college football for a long time. He's been, you know, approached by the NFL on many occasions and is stuck at either Oklahoma and then jumps to USC, now landing, you know, uh, Cliff. When, you know, Cliff was it was you know a candidate for the Houston Texans offensive coordinator job when they were when uh, D'Amico Ryan's was hiring his new OC. Of course, that went to Bobby Slowick, and uh, there were some some options. But you're right. I mean, to stay in and around the game and tethered to football, but not have the the everyday head coaching job, probably good for Cliff at this point. You also stay west and work with quarterbacks, and he'll get back in at a bigger level at some point, I would imagine, uh, here in the future. But at least this year, he'll be working at USC as they're stacking. And of course, USC headed to the Big Ten in 2024, along with UCLA and the reshaping of college football and college athletics. All right, we'll pick up those conversations. Also uh, add some others. We'll talk some Major League Baseball. How about the Tampa Rays? 10-0 to start the year. Astros and Rangers get wins last night. Uh, we got the play-in tournament in the NBA, and we'll have some fun. It is National Pet Day. I don't know this, Ty. Do you have a pet? Uh, that'd be no. No pets? No pets. I know that no. uh, our man T.Y. Through the Glass has a bunch of pets. He's got like a farm at his house. <laughs> How many dogs do you have these days there, T.Y.? Uh, I own two, but there is three at my house, a cat, and a turtle. A turtle? Does it have a name? Pistachio. Pistachio He's not mine, but he lives at my house. (laughs) Okay. So National Pet Day. We'll have some some fun with your pets as we get this going. It is a busy Tuesday. Fun with you. Just getting warmed up here on 104.9, 101.9 AM 1260. Streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. It's Bucky and Aaron. Tuesday on the Horn, baseball on the brain, college and pro. Ty Harrington is with us. He'll be on the call tonight of the second game of the two-game series for the Longhorns facing Texas State. Last night you were calling game for the Texas State side with our friend Brant Freeman, and tonight you'll be with Craig Way. I'm on the Longhorn side of it. You are so versatile, my friend. How versatile? I don't know about that. I do. I get to use we, I guess, if I need to or want to in both situations. And so from a uh, personal perspective from Texas State and Texas. But, you know, what? Yeah, last night was uh, really when you go into those games, from my perspective, on a, you know, from a color analysis or however you want to say it, I, you, you look for the great game. You really do. Because, I, I, again, I was so happy for – College baseball and on a Monday night, right? I mean, coming off of Easter, which is would have allowed it to to be on a Monday night anyway. But um, we probably were one of only a handful of you know games that were even out there. I would assume. Um, and always when you you know when, when it's Texas and then certainly with Texas State, the the crowd and the number of people that probably watched the game last night, paid attention to the game, where probably the numbers were. If if the the in, in in seating crowd and standing crowd only is an indication of how many people are watching, I'm sure there was a ton of viewers last night. There were, and apparently I was because I was standing down the right field line. And there's a, if you've not been to Texas State's Bobcat Bobcat Ballpark, there's a caboose. It's just an old train caboose, right? Is what it is, and yeah. uh, it's been put a deck around it. And uh, uh, Jim West runs that that show, and his son Austin was there last night. So apparently the third base camera kept kept picking me and my son and Travis up on the. There was everybody sending me pictures. Hey, you you're on TV. You're on TV. I'm like just watching a ball game. Uh, it was a good time. Good game last night. The Longhorns win it five to two. A couple of big two out hits. The difference and a three run third and a two run eighth. Uh, it was a tough and tight game all the way through. Uh, here's the number for Texas. They're now 24 and 10 overall, and uh, they're 20 and three in their last 23 ball games. You saw this club tie when they were 
you know, four and seven coming out of Cal State Fullerton, and Longhorn fans were in a bit of a panic of what this team would be. They've gone twenty and three since then. They had that sixteen game win streak in there. Uh, they've won the series with K State, and uh, we know these these long Big Twelve series, and then to go four straight games, and now tonight a fifth really test your pitching depth. And the Longhorns have shown some pitching depth. The uh, freshman from Gerald, Kobe Minchie, was really good last night for three innings, and uh, Heston Toll got in there and, and pitched well. This, uh, you know, Woody Williams doing a really good job with this pitching staff right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, I saw him in, in Fullerton, and I, I think you and I talked after we got back from Fullerton that I thought they competed really well in California out there. I thought they played, you know, I, I thought on Saturday and Sunday they played better. And in the Sunday game, to be honest with you, Fullerton, you couldn't have picked up three baseballs and thrown them into areas where Texas couldn't get to them strategically like they happened in those in those last two innings on both, the, I think, the ninth and the tenth, if I remember right. But uh, you could see their competitiveness, um, I thought, you know, you know, moving forward, you could see blurps of the mound part of it and what Woody's done, and and it takes time. You don't, you don't just wake up and you know move over to a new program and then spend a couple months with a, a group of pitchers and it move forward that quick. It, it it doesn't translate always that quick, and I think it took some time and it has taken some time. But he, I really think there's a, a demeanor about him, and I was saying this last night on air about. Uh, he and Chad Massingale, both the pitching coach at Texas State, have this tremendous air about them when they get out there, their timing of when they go to the mound, they know their pitchers, and they know the push buttons on them. And push buttons meaning when they get out there, how to talk to them. You, rarely have I seen any of those two go out there and start hollering and screaming. And, you know, it's all about, hey, this is what we're doing. And, in, in a, you know, there's usually bombs going off all around them, and they just slow everything down. They got that demeanor to them that they, I think exudes confidence in those guys because most every time they've left those the mound visits they've been successful and they've been able to work their way through whatever it is situation they were in you know Woody Williams last night doing a good job Longhorns uh, allowed just the two runs uh, both came in the eighth inning off of Chris Stewart everything else were zeros for the Longhorns again 20 and three in their last 23 ball games and you know uh, you know good pitching coaches for me will go out and just slow the process down when you know you're just the big crowd, big environment, uh, runners on base, and a lot of distractions. You just got to calm things down, get back to your mechanics. And uh, I heard actually heard Woody Williams on an interview with uh, with the LHN guys over the K State weekend. Uh, of course, Greg Swindell and and you know Keith Moreland. And he you know they asked him about that. What are what are you looking to do when you go to the mound? And he said just that: slow it down and uh, th- think about uh, you know location more than stuff. Just let's let's get location here. Let's let's pitch to a spot. Let's um, make things simple. And the Longhorns have certainly done that. They'll play again tonight, six thirty at the Dish. It's Texas and Texas State. Uh, part of this you know, quick little two game series between the I thirty five rivals. So baseball good. We also have Major League Baseball. How about the Tampa Rays? Ten and zero, ten and zero to start the season. And not just are they ten and zero. The the run differential is ridiculous. The Tampa Rays um, have outscored their opponents. 76 to 18 in the 10 game win streak to start the season. They're not just winning. Now, they won one to nothing last night over the Boston Red Sox, and they haven't played the toughest schedule. 
to start, but you you play Major League Baseball, Ty, and you win 10 straight ball games at any point during the season. Uh, that that's a separator. You outscore your opponents really seven to two. Eight to two every game—that's pretty impressive. You know, it's obviously pretty impressive from an offensive perspective. But to me, it's a incredibly unbelievable perspective from the mound, <laughs> from the mound side of it, and the defense side. Because even though you know going into year in professional baseball, what you think you're going to have out of the bullpen and what you think you're going to get from a pitching perspective, early in the year you just don't know for sure, right? Guys are still trying to maybe define new roles, you know, maybe trying to, re, you know, get back after their old role, whatever that might be, and you surely don't know, you know, what that's going to look like coming early, out early. Um, and I tell you what, the, the run differentials you brought up is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly impressive. Yeah, 76 to, to 18 is – that 18 runs in 10 games pretty impressive on the pitching mound, to say the least. But, yeah, that, it's early. Uh, but, you know, I always say this about the Astros. Uh, you know, the Astros typically will play 500 ball, then they'll have about two, two, maybe a little more, like 10 or 12 game win streaks at some point during the season. And you, you do the math that, and you, you play 500 baseball, have a couple of long streaks like that, all of a sudden you're 20 games over 500. That's just, and now you're in the playoffs, and now you're, you're competing for your division. Uh, that's that's a separator uh, because it's a it's a tough league and um, that's why we talk about the Longhorns twenty and three you know twenty and three over a twenty three game stretch that gets you back in the mix and puts you in the conversation uh, you're doing a lot of things well uh, to 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 be that balanced and uh, win that many ball games over that course of time so the Rays are off to a good start uh, Rangers how are we feeling about our Texas Rangers while we're on the baseball side there Ty Rangers won last night uh, Dolis Garcia hit a grand slam they pummeled the Royals they didn't have a great weekend in Chicago. But things are looking all right for the Rangers, right? They're going to be in this thing. Yeah. Andrew Heaney, nine straight strikeouts of Royals last night. That was impressive. Um, nine in a row punched out. And uh, they had three home runs. Astros got a win in Pittsburgh. So, you know, be long baseball season. Long baseball. We'll be within five games at the All-Star break. That's your bet with me, and I'm going to, I'm going to take you on that. I also made a bet with somebody last night at the ball game that the Rays would win over 92 games. So I have that bet now in the book. They're already off to a 10-0 start. Come on, man. Uh, I'm taking over 92. Uh, and I'll say this. Uh, if you're an Astros fan, my mom was in town this weekend for Easter, and she's a big Astros junkie and freaks out when they lose. Like every, They're supposed to win every game. <laughs> she's like, what's wrong with the Astros? Uh, well, remember, for Astros fans, they're 5-6 and six right now. They were 7-9 and nine last year through 16 games and still won the World Series. They're off to a bit of a slow start. But uh, this guy, Jordan Alvarez, I mean, I've watched your Astros. I'm 50 years old now. I've watched Astros baseball my whole life. I've never seen. He's the best hitter I've ever seen. For the Houston Astros, I'm not kidding you. I mean, Jose Altuve is going to the Hall of Fame. Bagwell and Biggio are already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I've seen some good hitters play Astros baseball, but this guy is different level. He's three for four last night. He's already driven in 16 runs. This this dude's 25 years old. He's scary. When you when you know, or at least for me, when you know you can hear on TV that the ball sounds different coming off his bat than other people's, then you know how how loud that is and just how strong and physical he is. But he flips that, that bat around like there's just nothing to it. Well, if he, he connects, is a big a, human. If he hit a home run over the weekend, it's the hardest hit ball of the year so far in base, 116 miles an hour off the stick. And uh, when he hits it well, it goes 450 feet. But as you said, he can flick it. And oh. hit it at 390. <laughs> I mean, it just, he is an impressive hitter. And it's not just for the power. He's, he's hitting for average, too. He's batting 333 right now to start the season. He and Kyle Tucker are carrying the Astros offense right now because uh, Alex Bregman hadn't started hitting yet. Uh, Jose Altuve's hurt, not in the lineup right now. And uh, Jeremy Pena, the shortstop, is off to a bit of a slow start. 
uh, Michael Brantley injured. So it's our, it's Alvarez and Tucker that are carrying the Astros. And uh, Rangers Astros get wins. Get out to the Dell Diamond tonight too. That in addition to uh, uh, the you know over at UFC Dishwalk Field. Uh, Round Rock back at the Dell Diamond tonight if you're looking for some baseball. So we've got basketball tonight as well. We'll preview the play-in games coming up. Play-in tournament is here. And really disappointing that uh, all three Texas NBA teams, we knew that the Rockets and Mavericks weren't making the playoffs this year. Or excuse me, Rockets and Spurs. Uh, they were playing for the bottom. But uh, Mavericks bowing out. And we've got no Texas flavor in the uh, NBA's playoffs, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, we'll certainly pay attention to what goes on in the association. we got the Longhorns in football as well, which we'll get to. Uh, coming up in our coaches' quarter next hour, we'll preview the spring game coming up. Uh, some of the key positional battles that continue for the Longhorns who are having a really good spring. And number one, they're, they haven't got anybody hurt. They have not suffered what you would call a real key injury so far. We'll hear from Sark today after uh, their second-to-last practice. They're going to practice today. And then we'll hear from Coach Sarkeesian. The spring game is coming up. On Saturday, so a lot to preview there. It's also National Pet Day. My buddy Jimmy Clannon, uh, formerly Viking Fence Jimmy, he sent me a nice picture of his dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah sent me a picture of his dog, which is good. Uh, uh, pretty cool. He's got what he's got. He, today's National Pet Day. Just sent me a picture of his uh, Deutsch Drahir dog. That the breed <laughs> of puppy. Beautiful animal. Beautiful animal. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, all right, so we've got plenty to do, a lot going on. We'll pick up some B&E facts of the day. I want to get your thoughts on the Masters because I know you were tuned in to what was going on at Augusta, talking some golf, uh, talking baseball, basketball, and a lot more on a Tuesday morning. First, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Once I had a little dog, I called him Cracker Jack. He had a spot See why? That's right, your National Pet Day. Like mm-hmm. Special attention to your special pet today you know what i mean whatever your pet might be we learned this morning already because we learned something new about our producer ty henderson every day that <laughs> in his home there is a pet turtle there is a pet turtle named pistachio pistachio, pistachio. and does the turtle do much besides sitting in, in an aquarium or what just hangs out my roommate brought home a crawfish from the crawfish boil we were out this weekend <laughs> put it in there did he eat it he probably will pretty soon dang that's kind of fun uh, so does it, does it live in like a little aquarium thing? It's a, it's a, the aquarium could be a little bit bigger, but I've I've looked up the regulations to keep a turtle, and it it fits it fits those parameters. It's it's a decently sized aquarium. It's got some fish in there too. I don't actually have a pet turtle, but if you uh, I live in Onion Creek, and if you drive to the golf course or go over to the club, and you go down through the back way, and you got to go right down through the, the little trail there to Onion Creek, and there's a little turtle sitting on the rocks. Big turtles sitting on the rocks. They're all out there, man, doing their thing. But uh, you know, turtle at Ty's house. So happy pet day. You don't have a pet. We've got a dog and a cat at the house. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, but I'm I'm on the go too much. And it's not <laughs> fair, right? I mean, but because I'd you know be having to have people, hey, come keep my pet or whatever it may be. So I now would mind. I got to be honest with you. I love dogs and and I love cats. To be honest with you, and had had plenty in my lifetime. Uh, just in my what do they say in my current situation right now you're never probably, home it, it, i'm not and so it wouldn't be fair to a pet uh, and i'll be out again tonight calling the longhorn game with uh, with craig tonight texas and texas state 6 30 here on the horn uh some bnd facts of the day we'll dive into our coach's corner there's a good question coming in for you on the text line about the longhorns which we'll get to in our coach's corner cliff kingsbury 
How about him landing at USC? We'll get into that decision and uh, talk some Texas football as well. And Rodney Terry, looks like uh, Texas basketball will have a completely new-look backcourt coming up in 2023 and into 2024. We'll get you the latest with the uh, transfers, potential transfers of Arterio Morris and uh, Rowan Brumbaugh. We'll dive back into that coming up top of the hour and into our coach's corner last hour. But the NBA tonight will hit its play-in game. We mentioned no, in, no Texas teams in the NBA playoffs. First time that's ever happened. But uh, did you know this, tie? The NBA set an all-time record for total attendance this season. Total attendance as a league. Um, they had the most sellouts the league has ever had, 791. 97% of NBA games were packed to capacity, uh, which is pretty good. And, uh, gosh, what over 22 million fans this year attended NBA games. That surprise you? Largest attended season ever in the NBA? Yeah. Based off, I mean, I would imagine the TV numbers weren't ha- aren't the best they've ever been. Yeah, that's 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 the interesting part, right? And obviously here in the state of Texas, where we're used to having the Spurs winning and Rockets have been a contender, Mavericks who were in the Western Conference Finals a year ago, to have three you know bad teams essentially because the Mavericks turned into a bad team this year. Um, but obviously around the country, the NBA is thriving, uh, to say the least. That is a new record as they open up their playoffs tonight. Um, this play-in tournament. Which gets going tonight? Are we fans of this? I mean, this is this started during the bubble during the COVID year, but uh, they've picked it back up. Are you are you a fan of the the play in week to get ready for the playoffs this weekend? Uh, I think the Western Conference play in will be good because you know all those teams from pretty much four to ten were within five games, so I think there'll be some good competitive series and the the play in. I mean it. It's not like any of those the the seven or eight seed are going to win the championship. As I, I don't think that's ever even happened. So if it's some more basketball. It, I think it is kind of stupid that twenty of the thirty teams in the NBA make it the postseason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm down for it. I'll probably be watching tonight. Yeah, it's just a play in to get to that eight seed, and obviously you'll have the Lakers in Minnesota tonight. Minnesota, of course, the team where teammates are punching each other on the bench. Uh, Rudy Gobert suspended for a game for this game tonight after slugging a teammate over the weekend on Easter Sunday. That's not very Easter-like to be punching teammates, but uh, he'll be out. It doesn't seem like anybody likes him on that team. Minnesota will play the Lakers, uh, who, you know, the way it works, if you're the 7-8, if, if the Lakers win tonight at home, they're in, right? They'll be the 7 seed. They'll have to lock them in. Minnesota, if they lose that game, would have to then play the winner of the uh, the other game, which will be tomorrow night. Uh, in the Western Conference, which will be the 9-10 and 10 matchup. That is Oklahoma City and New Orleans. And let's give Oklahoma City some credit. Um, you know, that's, that's to the fact that they're even here as a 10 seed. They were a team that you were looking at the start of the year that was, were going to be near the bottom. And, uh, uh, you know, Chet Holmgren was the, the, the kid out of Gonzaga, never played a minute for them this year. He got hurt, and he didn't play at all. But, man, Shea Gilgis-Alexander Gilgis has been unbelievable this year, averaged over 31 points a game. Uh, I guess quietly for Oklahoma City, but they have a chance to make the playoffs, which is pretty incredible because they seemed like they were going to be like the Spurs and Rockets and Pistons. One of those teams will be battling for the for the bottom. Instead, here they are with a chance to make the playoffs. But if the, they're the ten seed, they have two rookies named Jalen Williams, both both named Jalen Williams, both starters. That can be confusing. Yeah, they, yeah, they you, call one J Dub on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if Oklahoma City and New Orleans will play tomorrow night, um, it's just the way the play in works. You get you know nine ten has to win a couple of games. If the Lakers win tonight, they're automatically in. Just the way the uh, play-in goes, it's kind of like the, uh, I guess, the Major League Baseball version of the wild card, uh, keeping more more markets involved. And as Ty said, ten of the thirty teams, only ten are, are officially out, including all three Texas teams. The other ten at least still have a shot. It'll be whittled down to sixteen 
uh, by the weekend uh, when they open up the NBA playoffs as we get this thing cranked up. And uh, it can be hard to beat the Phoenix Suns, i got to say that. I don't know you know, the odds. I mean, Ty, do you know the odds of winning the championship? Bucks are good. Celtics are pretty good out of the East. West is uh, Denver. Denver's the one seed, but who's going to pick against Phoenix? There ain't no in games Kevin Durant has played in along with Devin Booker and the rest of that team. It's going to be hard to pick against the uh, the Suns once the postseason continues if they stay healthy. I don't know. I, I feel like a team out of the East, I mean, it's definitely a tougher um, journey to the championship, but I, I like the Bucks or the Celtics. Uh, so the Bucks are plus 240 and the Celtics are plus 370, Suns plus 460. So, I mean, it looks – the odds makers are telling you a team from the, the East is most likely, but – and then the next closest team out of the West is Golden State at plus seven fifty. Where, where's Phoenix? Plus four sixty. I just said that. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Okay, four sixty. I don't know. I'd put my money there. I don't know how you're going to beat that team. Well, they just they haven't play. played together. I mean, I know they it's play only like eight, eight games. games. Yeah. yeah, chemistry matters. Yep. Chemistry matters as the tournament begins. And Golden tonight. State, they're they're getting healthy. They're getting Andrew Wiggins back. Draymond. Draymond. I mean, he's not. He's he got his punching out of the way before the season started. <laughs> Well, so that is they should be good on that. To me, that's what's amazing about the NBA sending attendance records because the regular season is just a lot of levels unwatchable. Unless you're gambling on the games, exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, tough. even the tell the players tell you it doesn't mean a lot. I mean, they're they're taking the whole months off and uh, load management, and it, it it gets exciting starting tonight because the games matter. Uh, every game is important. It's a postseason situation. Um, you know, basketball is still thriving. We just saw the March Madness tournament generate huge ratings. Uh, because of all the upsets and uh, the interest in the one-and-done format of that. Uh, women's tournament was off the charts with, uh, with the, uh, the, the TV ratings. So uh, basketball, thriving. Baseball, new pitch clock has brought a lot of interest. We'll dive into that situation as well. And we've got NFL and college football on the brain, too, which we'll dive back into. Ty Henderson is here. Ty Harrington is here. Don't be confused. <laughs> Same name. I'll call them both T.Y. throughout the course of the morning. That'll happen. And it's E with you as we get this thing going. It's a Tuesday. We'll reset those headlines, including the Longhorns and uh, Rodney Terry. Uh, completely relooking, uh, rebuilt backcourt coming for the Horns. We'll talk about it. Also, your coach's corner diving in as well. Busy Tuesday, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. Always streaming on the Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.